0: That's linkedin.com slash MPN. Terms and conditions apply.
1: You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Steve Turney hosts a great podcast geared toward mental health marketers called The Boost. or search for The Boost wherever you get your podcasts. You heard him, go subscribe.
2: Welcome to The Deb Show. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and founder of The Deb Method, which is my system for goal setting, Simplified. My vision is to give you the tools, inspiration, and motivation you need to figure out what you want and help you make a plan to get it. Let's get started. Welcome, everyone. I'm so excited about today's show. It is December. So, if you've been following me, you know that I start the new year this month because why not get a head start and start 2023 now? And because I do this, I do topics people would normally do at the beginning of the year in December. So, last week we had our Start 2023 Now party. This week we're talking about vision, and the next week's is all about your mission and your motto. So I want to give you all the tools and resources and inspiration you need to get a running jump into 2023. And for you traditionalists, do not worry. In January, I do new year new topics again. But enough about the future well, actually, that's what we're going to be talking about is the future. I'm really excited because today we are talking about vision. And I'm so excited. So I've got Aaron Baker. Aaron is a new friend who comes from the FOA, Friends of Annie Coalition. So Aaron, I am really jazzed to learn more about you and get you within my inner circle. Uh, We have Bernie Borges, who hosts the Midlife Fulfilled podcast, which I was on earlier this year. And Bernie and I've been, we've been online friends for a while. So I'm really excited to have you back. And Jess Duell, uh, the wonderful mind behind Red Direction and all about inspiration. And we actually met before we met because you were putting questions on LinkedIn. And our mutual friend, Pam Barraway, said, You and Jess, just, you need to. You just need to. So I love that you're all here to to talk about vision today. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Deborah Eckerling. I'm author of your goal guide and creator of the dev method for goal setting simplified. I specialize in workshops for pre-event planning because if you're going to an event, you really want to get something out of it. And also setting goals, making plans to turn the life you want into reality. You can't reach your goals on your own. This is why I do this show, and I am thrilled to have you all live with me today and then on Thursday it will become an episode of the dev show podcast so whether you're listening at uh, whether you're watching live the replay or listening to us we're glad you're here you're choosing yourself you're choosing your future ah see I said it we were gonna talk about the future uh, today and before we jump in uh, please friends introduce yourselves better because beyond you're awesome I don't know that I gave people that much information so Aaron, Let's start with you. Welcome. Thrilled to have you here.
3: Yeah, well, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. A little joyful, I guess, to be punny about it. So um, I've even got my joy neon sign here going in the background just to bring the vibes. So I am a self-leadership and business coach for entrepreneurs, and I'm all about helping entrepreneurs, business owners put joy as their number one business strategy. It's the thing we start our businesses for. It's the thing we lose first and it's the hardest thing to keep. So that is all of what I'm about. And when we talk today about vision, we're going to talk about how do you create a joyful vision? Because a lot of times goals aren't actually that joyful.
2: Well, in my world, (laughs) we don't like to use the word should, but they need to be, right? Because when... And I say this a lot, you know, when you do what you love, it shows when you don't do what you love, it really, really shows. So why mm-hmm. not do what you love and share that joy mm-hmm. upon the world? So really thrilled to have you in this conversation and to learn more about you, your book, and your philosophies.
0: Mm.
2: Thank Bernie. you. Great Hi, to see you. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs>
4: Great. Great to be here. Thanks for having me back. Always fun to hang out with you and your amazing friends. So, uh, so I'm Bernie Borges. So by day, I run content marketing for a B2B brand in the customer service space. And then by night and weekends, I my side content hustle, as you can probably see behind you, those that are watching on video, I host the Midlife Fulfilled podcast, My hope is that the name of the podcast gives you some sense for what the podcast is about. Uh, I've been podcasting almost 10 years. April 2023 is going to be my 10th year podcasting. Now, the Midlife Fulfill podcast is not quite one year old, launched in February 2022. And again, as the name implies, um, I'm focused on featuring people. Deb, you have been victimized on my show, featuring people who share what I call a BF to AF story before fulfillment to After Fulfillment. And the stories that have been shared on my podcast have just been amazing, um, heart-wrenching, emotional, authentic, uh, inspiring, motivational, and any other adjective that I'm not thinking of right now that's fun and exciting. So um, so Deb, thanks for having me. Great to be here. Oh,
2: well, And thank you for joining. And In the recap, so if you go to thedevmethod.com slash blog, you will have the recap to these and the previous episodes. And in the recap, I will also put the link to your episode with me. Uh, And what I love about your podcast, other than the fact your unbridled enthusiasm for the topic, is that you also talk about how it relates to you and how the topics speak to you. And I think that is just a fun, very Bernie slant on it. So... Thank you, Jess. gold stars and kudos to you, my
4: friend.
2: All right, Jess. Yes, that good rhymes. Good to see you, my friend. Always,
5: and it will never end. Don't ask why I'm rhyming. I think it just sounded like fun in this particular moment. So this is what happens to me after dinner time. Some people turn into pumpkins a little later. This is the best time, though, to have a great conversation. And you never know what's going to come out of my mouth anyway, Deb, as you know. And what we're doing over at Red Direction, we actually just finished our fifth season of the Bold Business Podcast. And we really, what we're doing is we're focusing on talking to business leaders that are running small and medium-sized companies with teams that are navigating challenge. And how do they go about that? And it's amazing what they all have in common. They all had to find their own way, using their own strengths to figure out how to set their, their magnetic north. So if you were to look at a compass, the little pointer, Is always pointing to magnetic north. And as long as we know where that is for ourselves, it doesn't matter if we're going east or south. We always know we're going east or we're going south because we have something to anchor to. And that's what we're doing at the podcast. And that's also the work that we do at Red Direction. And I'm a big fan of accountability, it's that other A
2: word. (laughs) And I, well, and I fight with myself on this because like I said before, today, we're talking about vision. Next week is mission and motto. And they're all really, they, they all work together, right? You can't get what you want unless you know what you want. And once you know what you want, you have to figure out what that means for you and how to get there. Okay. I've just explained the dev method in like 20 seconds, but that's really, that's it. It's the foundation. And when you have that foundation, when you know who you are, what you stand for, I'm not going to say it makes the journey easier because, you know, it does here. But yeah, no, it doesn't. But here's but the it, thing, though.
5: I'm going to right. jump in and I'm going to say it what it does do is it allows us to know that we're showing up the way that we want to be, the way that we must be to get to where we want to go because the journey is never easy. We just know have to when we're digging in and in our own way so we can dig out or we can dig in and know because that is the way we are to go.
2: Yes. And it all starts with vision. (laughs) Right. Right. So, so let's ask the easy question. What is vision? Why is it important? Erin, why don't you start us off?
3: Mm, Putting me on the spot here. Well, what is vision is such a, a great question because to me, vision could be really anything you want it to be around you know, where do you want to go in the future? Um, Who do you want to be in the future? And then really thinking about how soon you want that. So your, your vision could be, I have a vision for tomorrow. I have a vision for next year. I have a vision for 10 years down the line. So it's really about getting clear on, I think, these two big things. What do you want to do? And who do you want to be? And who do you want to become while doing that thing? And I'm sure there's other ways to think about it, but that's my, that's my really short and succinct answer for now.
2: That works for me. Yeah. And, and I completely agree with you too. Um, In the future can be and yes, I've already started next year, but there are a lot of people who haven't and in not just in theory, but in practice, there is still time to get a win of any size This year, so you can look to your vision of how you want to end the year as well as your vision for what next year is going to be for you. So, um, I agree, you are correct, Bernie. Anything to add?
4: So, uh, what I'll say to Aaron is yes, and so Aaron, I agree with uh, your character characterization of vision. What I'll add is when I think of vision, I think of seeing as Mm. in eyesight. But then metaphorically, it's, Aaron, as you said, is where I see myself next year and beyond. And for me, that vision includes writing it down and then reading it out loud every day. And at least twice a day, usually I don't get more than twice a day, but that helps to really cement that vision in my head And allegedly science says that it's also helping me or motivating me or giving me uh, some of the things that I need to actually execute on that vision. But by seeing myself in that vision, then that's the motivation that I need because I see myself in it. So I think of the things that I need to do to get there because I see it. I don't just think about it. I see it. And that's where I think what vision means to me is the fact that I literally see it And then I'm saying it to myself out loud every day. So I'm constantly thinking about and doing and correcting when I'm not doing or doing it wrong, the things that I need to do to get to that vision that I see for myself.
2: Amazing. And I am, as you know, a huge fan of writing things down because it's one thing to capture things in your head. It's another thing to write it down. And I love that you say it out loud, too, because that really is those affirmations are their cement. Basically, it's verbal cement. Um, and then the other part of it, and then I will let you answer, Jess, is in the way that I. So the D and Deb is determine your mission and it starts with that visualization. When you think about the life you want, what does that look like? And then I like to add the piece of creating something visual that represents that as well. Uh, um, but I digress. Jess, please answer the question. Did I? Did well, I you set me hills? up. This is. I did. You're welcome. You you set me up because I I can't wait to talk
5: through what I'm going to show you. I have. I actually brought props. So there we have three brains, and this is a really cool um, discovery that has been made. We have our heart brain and our our heart brain, our head brain, and then our gut brain, and. If you think about it intuitively, we kind of know that. We call somebody gutsy. We call somebody lead with heart. We call somebody a brainiac, whatever that is, right? There are all kinds of words that show us when we listen to people talk about us where we are strong and when we can pause and we can let go, fully let go and say, what else could we bring to the table? If we really use what's between our ears, how do we feel that a little? how do we take a chance on it with our gut? And that is actually something that allows us to do what Bernie was talking about, which is to, you know, to be able to check in with it on a regular basis and know. And it's also what, um, you know, Aaron started talking about. And so I also write things down and I write them down quarterly for my whole life. So this is, I'll tell you what I do, right? So I have a two page spread that I draw pictures for, of the intentions that I have for the month. And then I have very specific information that who do I need to become to, to get and work with these intentions. And then I have the specific goals so that if I'm off track with the goals, I can say, am I becoming who I need to become? Am I showing up the way that I need to show up? And as I accomplish things, I make sure to keep track of that as well. It's interesting though, because my, in, my inspiration is so important to bring in. I'm a gut, I, I lead from my gut, I act from my gut, I show up from my gut. And so to bring in heart and to bring in that brain between our ears as well is an incredibly uh powerful tool that I use to to check in with my vision to add to what Aaron and Bernie were already saying. They
2: all work together. They are all they first. do. Yeah. I like that. And and it's Uh, The feeling part of it, which Mm -hmm. also goes back to what Bernie was saying is say it out loud. It really gets ingrained in you even more so than just writing it down and looking at it. So we put everything together and then it's perfect. And I was going to ask this later, but you also let into it. So what is that vision for you, Jess? What's my vision? Yes. What is your vision the end of the year. And that is, let's go. We're in 2023. What is we're your in 2023? Vision?
5: Well, I have a life vision and I will tell you how, so I'm going to start there because, and then I'll tell you what we've narrowed it down to for 2023, which I have to start working on con- for the rest of this month to communicate to our team. Um, so for my life, my life is to see every person that comes in my path. So if I'm walking down the street and I almost run into somebody, I stop and I look them in the eye. When I am at the grocery store and somebody has helped answer a question, I make sure and I look at their name tag and I learn their name so that they know that I am not only grateful for them, but they make my ability to go shopping whenever I want possible. And so these are the day-to-day things. How do I show up in my child's life? How do I show up in my husband's life? How do I show up in the Red Direction team's life? What am I doing in my community? That My big vision is to just make sure that my, I increase my, my capacity for compassion as big as possible, past what is humanly possible, as big as possible. Now, taking that and how do I show up to lead Red Direction – we like to share stories, and I and we learn from those stories. So the podcast is still a very big part of what we're doing, and on top of that, it will continue to be that individual consulting. And we're going to be um, really focused on accountability this next year. I put together a, I, I put together a, ten questions to ask to hold yourself accountable, which is one of the things that I use not only on that life size on a bigger than life vision, but also in my work vision that I use to make sure that I'm staying in touch with that. You have your map. I have my map. It is my true map. north. My, my magnetic north is set so I can go whichever direction I want.
2: Fantastic. And so Bernie, what about you? What is your vision in any or all of your life? Sure. Dealer's choice.
4: So I started the Midlife of Phil podcast because I was experiencing um, what I call a season in my life. I use that word a lot, season, where I was lacking fulfillment. And I was kind of puzzled by that because I didn't feel that way in a previous part of my life, previous season, but suddenly I was feeling that. And so when I was exploring that emotion, because it wasn't an emotion, um, I did a little research on it and I discovered that um, there's a difference between happiness and fulfillment. and that's where I was kind of struggling with, well, I'm generally happy in life in general. So why am I like lacking in some fulfillment? So once I really discovered that there is a distinction between happiness and fulfillment, you can be happy yet unfulfilled in another area of your life. You can also be fulfilled and unhappy in some other areas of your life. Um, I realized that if that's how I feel, Usually I'm not a unicorn. So I said, I bet other people feel that way as well. So I put together a little survey and I sent it out. And I think Deb, if I recall correctly, you were one of the anonymous respondents, responders. And 78% of the respondents said that they were less than totally fulfilled in their life. I didn't get any more granular than that. Are you totally fulfilled or are you less than totally fulfilled? And uh, 78% said less than totally fulfilled. So I said, okay, I'm onto something here. My hunch has been validated. So um, I started the podcast as a way to reach people in midlife and explore this this aspect of what most people, seventy eight percent, I round that up to eighty percent, are are experiencing. But my vision is is bigger than a podcast. My vision is to really create what I call a media entity, and the podcast is just a part of that. And hopefully two, three, five years down, seven years down the road. It's it's a smaller part of, of the overall entity, but it's a media entity. It's a destination for people around the world to really get educated and inspired on all kinds of topics around midlife where they can experience, they can learn how to find fulfillment that they're looking for. But here's the caveat. The caveat is that very few of us ever get to 100% fulfillment because life is constantly in motion life is imperfect stuff happens and it's just it's rare for us to be 100% fulfilled we can have moments of 100% fulfillment yes absolutely but in terms of overall fulfillment in life it's rare so i my little motto i haven't quite said i haven't put the stake in the ground saying this is my motto but i do end my every podcast with the following and that is if you're 80% fulfilled you're doing great So my vision is to help people, A, recognize that and B, um, help them get there through this media entity, putting on events, having a blog and a podcast and anything else in that journey that makes sense to help get that vision out across the globe.
2: That's fantastic. And well, you know, I love this and I'm all for, you know, living your best life as I believe we all are. The commonality here, Uh, and the fact that this is something beyond your day job that you are so ridiculously committed to, is it's just a wonderful example. Is you don't need to change all of your life, but when you find that thing that is your north star, that is your passion, and even if you're just growing it a little bit at a time, it makes a huge difference in who you are in every part of your life. So, kudos and gold stars. Bernie, keep up the great work. Erin, what about you? What is your vision?
3: Mm -hmm. So, I'm going back to even just thinking about how I define vision. So, something that I discovered about myself in the last, I'm my fifth year in business now, is that um, there's a whole lot more magic that happens to me when I hold visions very loosely. When I get too concrete and too caught up in a vision, It's like I get tunnel vision, right? Like I have to go after that thing. And so what I've started to do is have some curiosities about where my vision might take me. I know at a core the feeling I'm driving for, which is joy. And Bernie, you say there's a difference between happiness and satisfaction. There's also a difference between happiness and joy. And a lot of us are chasing happiness, We're chasing these highs, the revenue goals, the um, milestones in life, the things that we think externally are going to bring some sense of positive feeling. Joy is an internal thing. And what I learned as I was writing my book, Joyful AF, is that joy is really about connecting to who you are at a deeper level. Um, What are your values? What lights you up? who are you personality-wise? How does your brain work? How does your body work? How do your gut instincts work? And living your life from a place of chasing that, that joy of knowing who you are and operating from that space. So I know my vision is to help more people connect to their joy. I especially want to do it in business because I think it's a place where we're really afraid to put joy first. Um, But that at a deeper level, I don't know what that looks like I don't know what it looks like next year yet. Haven't sat down with my goals yet. Don't know what it looks like in the next five years, but I know that's, and it's closer to a mission than a vision really, but that's the vision is to keep finding ways to help people understand the joy of being themselves um, in whatever they're doing and living from that place.
2: (laughs) I love joy though, as the overall vision and you have on your site, when you chase joy, success chases you. Mm-hmm. Yes, I 100% agree. It's mm. when you're and it kind of goes back to what I was talking about with Bernie just now. You know, this is this is his passion project, very square passion project, and you can just tell when you're doing something that you're that invested in. It does it leaks all over the rest of your life. So even Mm -hmm. finding the little joyful moments, the fulfilled moments, the things that make you who you are, and you do more of that and less of the things that drive you nuts, then it elevates you, but also the people around you.
3: Yeah. And just imagine if there was permission in more places. Joy tends to get like compartmentalized. I can have joy in my personal life. I can have joy in my hobbies joy in business? No, no, no. I got to hustle. I got to grind. I got to prioritize my revenue goals. All those things, just the joy falls by the wayside. (laughs) And so I want to really flip that script, right? People are like, when I'm successful, then I'll feel some sort of positive emotion. No, no, no. Chase the positive emotion called joy. Success will come.
2: Completely agree. And I'm all about the foundations you know that that's what dev is it is figure out the foundation of who you are what you are all about and then you build from there and so my mission is to change the way people think about goals in and out of the workplace a lot of people think it's a four letter word yes goal is a four letter word but it's a good one if you take it in the the spirit of what we're talking about it's not it's not a hard rules It is in who you are and living that person. Mm -hmm. Agree, disagree, thoughts?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Bernie,
2: want to chime in? This is fine for the video, but the podcast, you know, got to get rid of it. (laughs) (laughs) The nodding is great when people can see the nodding.
4: (laughs) Right, 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 right. So I'll I'll add this. You were saying that goal is a four-letter word. And so it reminded me that I often comment that, you know, fulfillment is an F word, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and of course, you know, anytime you say F word, everybody immediately thinks of that F word, right? So it's just a way of kind of making a little light of it, a little fun of it, you know, like in your case, four letter word. I love that. It's great.
5: I'm noticing all of the we in it. Even when I say I'm increasing my capacity for compassion, that inherently is witnessing other people and seeing them for who they are. So I was recognizing, ooh, everybody's got this and it's always, it's that outward facing thing. And mine sounded a little inward. And I was thinking about that as I'm listening. And even if it is, I I would challenge listeners and, and watchers to say, well, how does that actually impact the greater world? How is that bigger than me? Because I think that that's something we forget and wherever we're coming from or whatever words we might be using reflect who we are today, not necessarily who we will be tomorrow or the day after that as we continue to move toward that vision.
3: I there, I will say too, as you say that, something that's really striking because I was talking about joy. One of the things I, I really believe is that... Um, kind of like salt is in every food, right? Um connection is the salt of joy. And it could be connection to self and some of what you're talking about with com- you know capacity for passion mm-hmm. is connection to yourself, but it's also connection to other people and a greater good and a purpose. And so as we think about creating visions and I talk about this idea of joy, it's like connection, it has to be there, it's salt. You can't have it. you can't have joy without it. That's true.
2: And and we were talking a little bit about this before we went live. Uh, When we think about the blessings of the pandemic, I think the, the greatest one for me is that I've met more people in the last almost three years than I ever could have met in person because connecting this way is normal. It's not just normal. It is necessity still for many people. And because of that, um, the world has opened up. And, and I said before, you can't reach your goals on your own. You need to meet people who elevate you. You need the skills to elevate your business. You need, you need going back to what Jess was talking about. The the compassion is not just about you. It's about how you show up and embrace other people in the world.
4: You know, your point about um, the blessing of the, the pandemic, you've met so many people that's a double-edged sword, Deb, because it's a true statement that we've all met a lot of people and we've all been in this environment where we're on this, this little Brady Bunch thing that we're doing here right on, on screen. But, you know, and Aaron, to your point, the connection we really need, you know, we're social creatures and we need deep emotional connections. We need connections with people that are beyond. I mean, this is great. I'm loving this. And I think, you know, the three of you would agree this is a great experience. But we need more than this, right? We all need, every single one of us, we're just wired that way to have a need for these deep social, emotional connections and relationships. And so it's important. And of course, I do take it back to fulfillment because that's one way that you can lack fulfillment is if you lack. I I often use the example of a college professor who is extremely successful, tenured, Authored a bazillion papers, you know, great reputation, but that college professor is lonely, has very few relationships. And so where's the fulfillment? Maybe in the career, yes, but not personally. So we need those, those social, deep, intimate relationships in order for us to you know, achieve whatever vision we have for ourselves, achieve whatever joy you want for ourselves, whatever fulfillment we want for ourselves, just all the above. We've got to have that there. I don't know why I got went off on that little tangent, but you reminded me of it.
5: <laughs> it well, it's it, true. It, it is true. It made me think of some breathing exercises I do. There's this um, man who created a discipline of chiropractic care called network spinal analysis. His name is Donnie Epstein. One of the things that he uncovered as he was developing this were the 12 stages of healing, and they are 12 stages of being. And uh, Bernie, you actually said seasons earlier, and they're grouped into seasons that really help align what's going on in our body to our surroundings and to our greater community through that. So, that deeper connection, you're right, not only to ourselves but to each other,
3: yeah. And I think that. that- That's just uh, it's something I've talked a lot about, too, in this idea of pursuing joy is that we need people who are, um, you know, our merry band of travelers or running buddies, whatever you want to call it, that there is there's a way in which we we just can't do any of the things like like Bernie said on our own. And yet I think there's such a, a misunderstanding, maybe in some of the goal. Pursuit world is very individualistic. What are your singular goals, and how are you going to achieve them? Rather than, you know, what are what are your goals? What are the collective goals? How are we going to achieve them? How can you get support in achieving them? Right? I mean, I see a lot of people who don't want to hire coaches because if they can't do it on their own, there's something wrong with them. And I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> opposite. It, it's you know, re- I'm sorry, Deb. Go, you go
2: ahead. Oh, I was just gonna again agree. It's And I've been leading my right on Facebook group for years. So it's all about, you know, every day it's a different thread. You know, what are your networking goals? What are your goal goals? Share your blogs. Do your on Thursday, photo Friday. And let's celebrate each other because it goes beyond I am doing this. It's what are your successes and where do you need support? And everybody needs that.
5: Yeah. We all need the salt. Which made me think, Erin, of um, a book. It's our favorite go-to book in our house because we never make the same recipe twice. As long as we have
3: salt, fat, acid, and heat.
5: Well, so guess what? What? What?
3: I referenced that book in my, in that, in my joy book, I talk about oh, the four it. ingredients of joy. Yes. So, so the salt is connection and then it's curiosity, creativity, and courage. Those are the salt, fat, acid, and heat of joy. So I am so glad you just brought that up. Yes,
5: yes, yes. That's I hilarious so that much. I made that I thought of that. And that's really cool that you've got courage and curiosity in yours. Oh, so important. So
3: important.
2: And creativity, right? Because
3: always, yes, yes.
2: That's amazing. I'm just, I'm typing it in the chat. So it makes it into the show notes. <laughs> awesome. But it's, it's not just the one thing, right? It's all the different things. It is. What do I need to, okay. I was going somewhere with this It's together. We're stronger than alone. The more flavors you put together, the more exciting the meal and food always ends up in our conversations. Uh, sometimes later that I think actually last week Annie brought it up, I think towards the end, we went on to the total instant pot tangent. But the point is when you share food, you're sharing an experience. When you're sharing an experience, you're making connections. I know that was that was a little bit of a stretch, but at least I hope you're nodding. <laughs>
5: It's it's the path with which we're intentional about the actions that we're taking. That's what I heard you say, Deb.
2: Oh, it, it's really funny because usually I do this to other people. So I appreciate you editing me and streamlining. <laughs> Amazing. So what do we do about those people who are lost? Because as Aaron mentioned, a lot of people say, if I can't do it on my own, I'm not going to do it. Well, The reason for this show is to share different voices to help motivate and inspire people. So how can we help those people who are stuck? Bernie, do you have a thought on this?
4: So when you say stuck, you mean stuck in they lack vision or they lack the willingness to get a coach and get some help?
2: I would say lack vision. They can't see beyond
4: now. Yeah. So if you're having a one-on-one conversation, then uh, I do 60 to 80% listening by asking a lot of questions and they're open-ended questions. So again, that's a one-on-one conversation. You know, if you're in say a group chat or whatever, I'm still going to take a similar approach and just ask a lot of questions and just kind of see how people are responding. But ultimately what I'm looking for is sort of their mindset or like, how are they thinking? right and are they thinking negatively or or are they least open to understanding what's possible and if someone is has an open mind in terms of understanding what's possible then i think those people you can have a meaningful productive conversation to help them explore what those possibilities are but someone is clo- closed-minded and negative um i don't mean to sound crude but you know
2: y- they're
4: probably not yeah. watching this. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, yeah. I mean, like Jess is waving, you are know, like, yeah, it's just, I'd rather spend waving my right. time with someone who's open-minded, you know, and we can have a, a more potentially meaningful conversation and maybe I can help them or whether it's directly or indirectly. Cause I love to help people through connections, right? Like, Hey, you should, you know, talk to Deb or whoever, you know, to help you that kind of thing, as opposed to me being the one that's doing the helping.
2: And they do need to be open because if they're not open, there's nothing you're going to be able to say to them that's going to get them inspired. Erin, you're nodding. Jess is nodding too, but Aaron, let's go to you next.
3: Yeah. So absolutely everything resonate with Bernie. I'm going to yes and Bernie now. <laughs> um, Love it. Uh, because I think there's an importance to how people are thinking but where I notice a lot of the trip up and the stuckness is people don't know what they want to do. And a lot of times that doing gets us in this intellectual space and it's overwhelming and I too many possibilities and just shuts people down. So when anyone's stuck on the doing, I come back to the feeling. I come back to, let's set a time in the future, five months, six months, a year. We're talking about 2023. At the end of 2023, how do you want to feel? And that usually will spark some sensation. Once you get people clear on how they want to feel, or you can even ask, you know, who do you want to be? Who do you want to become? That still can be a little bit dicey for people. But once you start with that feeling, people start to open up because then that feeling is getting at a desire and a want. And then you can start asking about more of those wants. And at some point, you will get to a concrete how they want to get there, but I think if you start with what they want to do, you're going to miss that deeper thing that's going to get them lit up and have them have clarity about what is it that they really do want. Doing stuff just to do stuff is not fulfilling. It's not joyful. But knowing that, oh man, I want to feel more fulfilled or more joy, or I want to feel part of a community or whatever it is. Oh, okay. Now we can go down a train track and explore that deeper.
2: And now, Jess, you get to do the yes, and. And, and. Yes, and, and. and. and.
5: (laughs) As I'm listening, it's really interesting because to Bernie's point of if provided a person is willing to be courageous enough to go, something must change. And I'm willing to at least entertain the idea of it. That, that really is the first step. And then taking what Aaron was talking about of, well, if there's whatever the obstacle is, can we twist it a little? I always like to use the kaleidoscope example here. We have all the pieces. We're just going to change the beautiful picture that's made from the kaleidoscope to have this next piece. And we have to be ready to let something go to learn something new. Most of us are already tapped and I would say we might be able to find a few minutes here or there, but in general, what it takes to learn a new skill, what it takes to learn a new habit, it takes more time than what we have. So we have to be willing to let something go. And so that would be another place where when we're looking, how we want to see, where do we want to go? What started out as helping us smooth sail along? And then when did it become the barnacles on the bottom of the boat? that need to be scraped off so that we can have that next part of our adventure sailing as fast as we can or motoring as fast as we can. You can tell I don't use a boat very often. Regardless of that, I think that we also don't give ourselves enough time. One of the other things I really liked that Erin said was, what about by the end of 2023? What we're talking about isn't anywhere close to instant. And one of the things that I have found over the years is I have a weekly present retreat that is a longer quarterly um, and an even longer annual process that I do. And that present retreat has turned into a ritual that I'm going to call a ritual. It used to be a habit. Now it's a ritual. It's if I'm not doing this, I feel disconnected from what my purpose is here right now. I know my bigger purpose. I know my bigger vision. I know I'll be Okay. I don't feel like I have the pulse of what I need to know how on track am I, what other adjustments, where else, what other questions can I ask to keep doing that refining to make sure I'm enjoying my journey as much as I can, even through the most difficult pieces. And that's a thing I do every week on a Monday, actually. And it's um, it can vary in length for different people. Mine is six hours. And it starts with Lighting a candle and it ends with blowing out that candle. And then there's a whole other thing in between. But I do that because I am a fire sign and I'm an Aries. And there really is nothing else other than I was like, look, I started a sentence here with this candle. And at the end, I put the exclamation point on it when I blew the candle out. And it seems simple. And even though, you know, the companies, that I am working with may not do it that way, they all have beginning and ends. They're reading their favorite quote from somebody that has inspired them. They're reading a few pages of a book, of a biography that has captured their attention at the beginning and the end, because that beginning and that end of a section, of a session, work or otherwise, is really important to fuel our creativity, to fuel our possibility and to allow us to see more as we're going through the rest of our world.
2: It's an amazing ritual. And I'm I just <laughs> I tell people to start things in fifteen minute increments because fifteen minutes is doable for everyone. <laughs> I, so, I agree. You could totally do this in fifteen minutes. <laughs> what I'm saying is that the dedication and the yeah. and the the vision to be able to do that mm-hmm. deep work mm-hmm. on an ongoing basis and then the other thing that, that you've all talked about, it's the time. What nice. are you going to swap out in order to gift this time to you? Because you can't do everything. If you think you can, you are wrong. Not, <laughs> oh, there's a talk, great quote. Right? And I don't know who said it, Deb. You
5: can have everything. Is that it? You can have anything, but not everything. That's the quote. I don't know who said it. I will look that up.
2: Yeah. And, and I liked... um. Anne Curry, I heard speak. We shared a stage for 140 conference. This is back in, I believe, 2011. So this is the impression it made on me. But it's everything isn't just possible; it's probable. But you need to, in order to make those probabilities happen, I, I'm, I'm just expanding upon Anne <laughs> that. Anything really is probable, but you need to gift yourself the time and the energy and the headspace to make it happen. So that is my addition to that.
4: So I I have one other, um, you know, back to the original question, like, how do you, how do we help people who are lacking a vision? You know, if you ask them, how do they want to be remembered after they've died? Usually you get one of two responses. One response is, I never thought about that, so I don't know. I need to think about it. That could start a conversation. The other response might be a very articulate, well-thought-out response, like the person's thought about it. And now you've got a little insight into some of their vision, and now you can have some conversation around, so what are you doing to leave that legacy? What are you doing now, and what's your action plan? So it's just an interesting question to see people respond to, because it's really, it can be that that far apart in the response.
5: It all has to be broken down into definitely actionable steps. I'm completely in agreement with that. One of my favorite hashtags, because I realized I've worked this way until I said it out loud. I didn't really acknowledge it nor own it. I act to plan.
0: Take action.
5: I act to plan. I don't plan to act. I act to plan. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a very empowering. Once I acknowledged that in myself, I was like, oh, this is so great because I'm already taking the action and then I'm going to see what's going to go again. And then I can adjust whatever needs to be adjusted to make the results I want quicker, faster, better, or decide I want to do something completely different.
3: I want to add on to that because I think that's really profound. Um, this idea sometimes that vision or anything we're thinking about in the future has to be figured out in our heads before we start taking action. We need to know our vision. We need to know our North Star. We need to know our mag- whatever we're calling it. And we have to have the whole map in our head before we get going. And clarity can come when we're in action, it comes from we we do a thing and we go, oh, I like that, or I didn't like that, or that worked or that didn't work, um, kind of like bushwhacking through the woods. And a great example of that is when I started to write my book in 2020, I guess it was at this point, I was writing a book on the word and. Um, Joyful AF came from me not necessarily having the most concrete of visions other than I knew I had a message inside me and I knew I needed to start writing and take action, And speaking of what Jess said around time is I had high intentions around creating this book, low attachment to what the timeline looked like, what the book was, whether I even published the dang thing. And because I gave myself the the gift of time and the gift of action, I'm so proud of the book that came out. And I could not have seen that two years ago because I was evolving and my thoughts were evolving. So I just want to be really clear for people who are lacking vision that they don't have to have it all figured out right now. Get into motion, go explore, get curious, experiment, and see what you learn about yourself along the way. And the vision can come from that.
2: Was someone going to jump in? I was don't jump
5: yeah, okay. I was gonna say so don't over schedule, leave places for serendipity. There's a lot of grace around time because even James Dean says it. he says the gratification comes in the doing, not in the results. and so we can have to take that idea and do with it and lean into your strengths to figure it out. So I love that Aaron hmm.
4: I heard one of the um there's a a podcast series out there. It's actually a YouTube series. I call it a podcast series because you don't have to watch anything. They put up B roll, but it's all of the OG. Um, and they're all men, you know, like, um, motivational speakers, Earl Nightingale, um, Jim Rohn, there's a, a bunch of like, you know, from like 50 years ago. And one of them, I don't remember which one it was said success is the journey once you've reached the destination you're not successful again until you start another journey
2: well i think this is the perfect time to transition into goals because you basically have all just been gifting goals left and right but i'm gonna rein y'all in a little bit um and i love everything that's been said because it is i believe it starts with choosing yourself and then gifting yourself that time to figure out what it is you want from life. And whether it's you see the vision and you grow from it or you see the end point and you work towards it, if you know who you are and what you believe in, that that really is that compass that we keep talking about. And now that I have vamped enough um, to give you time to think about what goals you want to gift, uh, Jess, do you wanna start us out? Absolutely. I'm going to, I'm going to gift, I wrote down, 10 questions
5: to help us be accountable to ourselves. And in that accountability, there is also the outline of how I do my present retreat. And it can be broken down into take one question in 15 minutes or do the whole thing, and it probably will take a couple of hours. So whatever you're willing to do or commit to, that would be my goal. My gift of a goal to you is how can you be accountable on a regular basis to check in with the things that you've said, that you've desired, that you seek?
2: do a present retreat. And it doesn't have to be six hours.
5: No, well, no, mine is. and here's here's what it turned out to be, okay? So, uh, and the, the gist is, my life part is two hours, my work part is four hours, but I need a couple more hours in the day because every time I do this, I get new tasks, or I have to figure out how do I wanna communicate that, and I need to do more work on the communication, and since I'm already in the deep work, open space mode, it also takes me a long time to do, go from thing to thing. So those of you who are time management amazing people, you won't need six hours, even if you wanted to. Um, I need the space in between each piece to be able to transition and bring the energy from one to the other. So there's a couple of different caveats. In that. But yes, I do. Six hours. My whole Monday is dedicated to that. And then how does it fit into adjusting the rest of the week, rearranging the team's time,
2: understanding what the priorities are? Yes. So, I modified you just to like streamline it. So the goal yeah. from Jess is to do a present retreat, decide how you can be accountable to yourself, and create a practice in doing so. Perfect. See, we awesome. do it for each other. We make each other. We all make each other better. Yes. Isn't that the point? It's the, the point. And, and this is this is my joy bringing together amazing people to to complement each other, but also yes. to help people know that, you know, anything is probable, but it starts with choosing yourself. Bernie goal.
4: You mean a gift? That, yeah, what goal gift? That's my assignment.
2: Like? Yes. What yeah, okay. goal do you want to gift?
4: So earlier I said that everyone is seeking fulfillment. Everyone without exception. If you're breathing you are seeking fulfillment in some area of your life very very few of us have 100% fulfillment in every area of our life however since we all have it in common of seeking fulfillment find the one thing where you do have 100% fulfillment in that one thing so i'll give you a few examples okay it could be going for a walk It could be working in the garden it be it could be cooking a meal It could be at the gym. It could be just, you know, sitting on a dock and staring out at the water. Whatever that thing is that gives you 100% fulfillment in that moment, first of all, find it, acknowledge it, like, like, admit, like, that's your thing. And by the way, if you have more than one, that's okay. You don't have to limit it to one. But whatever that one thing is, or two or three things, then just make sure that you are making time for those things. Uh, Some people literally put it on their calendar. You know, like I get up at 5 a.m. and I hit the gym. That I get 100% fulfillment by doing that, even though it's getting up at 5 a.m. But I'm used to it, and it's part of my fulfillment. And for someone else, it might be going fishing. Whatever that is, just make the time do
2: it. I love that. I don't have to repeat it. Very, very, okay. Well, very, very clear. Find where you're fulfilled. Do what makes you feel fulfilled. Acknowledge it and make time for that. And then that's going to improve the rest of your life. So you're going to feel so good, right. From doing the things that fulfill you.
4: Right. Because again, it's, pretty close to impossible to be 100% fulfilled in every area of your life. So if you can find at least one thing, then make sure that you're doing that one thing.
2: Awesome. And Aaron, Mm. your turn.
3: I love how overlapping all of these are. So I've been drinking water here and I see joy I see us having a joy tank and it's kind of like water where we need to stay hydrated all the time. It's not like a gas tank where we, you know, drain all the joy and then go fill up one day and then run it till fumes again. We need joy all the time the way we need water. And so I have a daily practice of filling my joy tank that involves those four ingredients of joy. And it's really tiny. It's every morning asking myself, so ask yourself, what's one tiny act of connection I can do today. It could be as simple as sending a text to a friend saying, Hey, thinking of you. What's one tiny act of curiosity you can do today? What's one tiny act of creation? It doesn't have to be creativity in the big artsy way, but just create something. And what's one tiny act of courage I can do today? And as you do those every day, you're going to be filling your joy tank and building up your reserves. And also, it'll open up things like your creativity and, you know, your way of seeing vision. But that really is a profoundly life-changing activity for me. Just knowing that I'm going to be getting those little pieces of joy, even on those days when it feels like life is a train wreck. Um, One tiny act of connection, one tiny act of curiosity, one tiny act of creation, one tiny act of courage. That's it. And get tiny, like real tiny. You don't need to do a big, you don't need six hours, as Jess said. You don't need to find grand sweeping gest- gestures.
2: The little bits of time, the little actions, they all add up. And the they more do. you can do. I keep seeing, have you seen this, this cartoon that's going around where there's a battery, but just a little red at the bottom. And then there's a person, and there's a little red at the bottom. And it says you wouldn't do this to a battery. Why would you do it to yourself?
3: Oh my gosh, it's so good. <laughs>
2: So I feel like, like I see a pitcher of water with the word joy on it and pouring it down the throat of this woman who's
3: got the red ankle. Yeah. Don't dehydrate yourself on joy. That's when it gets, when, when we go through things like COVID and these other uncertainties, if you have that reserve of joy, there's just, there's a, it's a fuel for resilience really is.
2: So we, I feel like, um, so your word is joy. Bernie's mm-hmm. word is fulfillment. And Jess, your word is accountability. Is that accurate? Or do you have For another word that show, you... Yes. Yes. And they all work so well together. It's amazing. Uh, this has been just such a wonderful conversation. Before we wrap, will you please share where people can find you? Let's start with you, Erin.
3: Yeah. So I have just discovered that LinkedIn is a, a place to, to play. So uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, but i mostly... Spend my time on either Instagram or really, I write a weekly newsletter. That's the most reliable content I create. So you can find me on my website. Um, It's aaronmbaker.com. And if you're an entrepreneur and you're thinking about having a joyful strategy for your business next year, head over to Amazon and find my book. It's Joyful AF, the uh, number one strategy. Wait, the essential business strategy we're afraid to put first. There we go. I've said it too many times. Joyful AF, the essential business strategy we're afraid to put first.
2: Fantastic. And that will be in, as I mentioned, it will be in the recaps. If you go to the devmethod.com slash blog, you will find the links. And I always put the website links, the book links, but also your LinkedIn. Because if we are meeting on this platform, reach out to any or all of us and say hi and make that connection. Wonderful. Bernie, where can people find you?
4: Well, Deb, my name is Uncommon, Bernie Borges, so uh, I have that name for LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. That's where I spend most of my time on LinkedIn. But of course, if you want to know anything about the Midlife Fulfilled podcast and what it means to be in midlife, which by the way, that by itself can surprise you, spoiler alert, if you're over 30, you're in midlife, but go to go to the website and learn the science behind that and learn all about the podcast again, midlifefulfilled.com.
2: Amazing. Amazing. And Jess, where can we learn more about you? The easiest, quickest way to have it all in one place is reddirection.com. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Love it. And as I mentioned before, uh, you can go to thedevmethod.com to learn more about me and how I help motivate, get people excited to set goals, not just for themselves, their life, but the events they attend so they reap all the good value and benefits from them. And if you... else? Oh, follow me at the Deb Method everywhere. And you can grab your copy of your goal guide on Amazon or your favorite place to buy books, because this really is goals for me. It's all about gifting yourself the life that you want and doing the things that you need to do to turn it into reality. Uh, So before we wrap, I would love to grab just a final thought from each of you, Bernie.
4: If you're 80% fulfilled, you're doing great. So
2: true. Thank you, Bernie.
3: And Aaron, if it's not joyful it. AF, either don't do it or find a way to make it so.
2: Great motto for life.
3: Very much right?
2: so. And Jess, the things that we
5: can see ourselves doing or want to see in this world, we may not know how to get there and that's okay. We can't control it. All we can do is take action towards it.
2: So basically, you're saying, because I want to bring it back okay. to vision, yeah. is you can't control your future, but you can take action on it. That works. Excellent. Well, this has been such a fun and inspiring conversation. Thank you so much, Aaron Baker, Bernie Borges, and Jess Jewell for, for joining me today. Um, if you are watching live or the replay or listening, we are so glad you're here and choosing yourself and choosing the vision for your future because. Your future is that it, it your future is just that it is yours. You have the power. So go on out there and go for it. Take action. Be joyful. Be fulfilled. We know you can do it. Thanks for listening to the dev show. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe. So you don't miss an episode, need more inspiration and motivation. Connect with me on LinkedIn Follow at the Dev Method on social media and check out thedevmethod.com. Best of luck with your goals, and remember, you can do it.
1: You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy,